Chapter Twelve of the Adventures of a Suburbanite. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anusha Ayer, Mumbai. The Adventures of a Suburbanite by Ellis Parker Butler. Chapter Twelve. Mr. Prawley returns. Mary was one of the most faithful servants a family ever had. Her faithfulness deserves this monument. She was a Pole and she could not pronounce her own name. She tried to pronounce it the first day she came to us, but along toward the sixth or seventh syllable she became confused and had to give it up. She said it was Schneider in English. Perhaps the reason she remained with us so long was because she had brought her Polish name with her, and it was too much trouble to move it from place to place. When she once got in a place, she liked to stay there. But Schneider was about the only English word she knew, and this made it a little difficult to explain to her that I had domesticated the automobile and would allow her to use it on wash day. I had to make a picture of it, and even then she seemed rather doubtful about it. As a matter of fact, it was all very simple, but Mary Schneider was stupid. We already had the washing machine, and we had the automobile, and it was only necessary to connect the rear wheel of the automobile with the drive wheel of the washing machine by means of a belt, jack up the rear axle of the automobile, and start the engine. I hoped in time to go further than this and hitch up the coffee mill, the carpet sweeper, the ice cream freezer, and all other household machinery, and then Mary Schneider would have a very easy time of it. She could have sat in the automobile with her hands on the speed levers and the work would have done itself. But Mary would not sit in the automobile. She tried to explain that she had seen me sit in it and that the Schneiders, as a family, had very brittle bones and could not afford to fall out of automobiles of such height. But I could not understand what she was saying. I only understood that she said she would give notice immediately if she had to sit in that automobile while the palpitator was jiggering. I had a feeling that all this was mere diffidence on her part, and that when she once saw how easy it all was, she would be delighted with it. So I jacked up the rear axle of the car in my backyard and attached the clothesline as a belt to the rear wheel and to the drive wheel of the washing machine. I remained at home one Monday morning especially to do this and Isabel thought it was very kind of me. She said she was sure Mary could do it and would be glad to after she had once seen how it was done. Mary put the soap in the washing machine and the hot water and the clothes and I started the automobile engine. It was all I had hoped. Never, never had I seen clothes washed so rapidly. Luckily, I had thought to nail the legs of the washing machine to the floor of the back porch. This steadied the washing machine and kept things from jumping more than it did. Of course, some vibration was conveyed along the rope belt from the automobile, and Mary had to hasten to and fro, bringing more hot water to refill the washing machine. It was like a storm at sea, or a geyser, or a large hot fountain. 
when we had the automobile going at full speed the water hardly entered the washing machine before it dashed madly out again isabel had to help by putting more clothes in the washing machine it used up clothes as rapidly as rolf's friend's fodder cutter used up fodder but i think it cut the clothes into smaller pieces we discovered this when we hunted up the clothes later we did not notice it at the time all was excitement it was a proud moment for me the engine was running as well as it ever did the dasher of the washing machine was dashing to and fro with hot water and mrs rolls and mrs millington were cheering us on i began to believe we would break all records for clothes washing if mary and isabel could only keep water and clothes in the washing machine just then i fell out of the automobile possibly the sudden removal of my weight had an effect it may have been that my head in striking one of the rear wheels moved the axle of this i can never be sure the rear axle unjacked itself and as the rear wheels touched the ground the automobile darted away i was just able to touch the washing machine as it hurried by but it did not wait for me to secure a firm hold and it went on its way but mary was faithful to the last she ignorant though she was knew that the weekly wash should not dash off in this manner she although but a pole knew her duty and did it mary hung on to the washing machine whither the wash went she was going and so she did rapidly too the rear porch was not badly damaged only those boards to which the washing machine had been nailed went with it but where the automobile went through the back fence we had to make extensive repairs but it was all for the best if the automobile had not made a hole in the fence mary could not have gone through of course she could have gone around by the gate but she would have lost time and she was not losing any time neither was the washing machine the automobile did not gain an inch on it and sometimes when the washing machine made a good jump it overtook the automobile so did mary i saw then that i had not thoroughly domesticated the automobile as we stood and watched the automobile and the washing machine and mary dashing rapidly away in the distance we felt that the automobile was still a little too wild for household use but i fully believed the automobile would be tame enough before it reached home again a young strong automobile may be able to take cross country runs without ill effects but an elderly automobile like the one i bought of millington cannot dash across country towing a washing machine and a polish servant whose name is schneider in english without danger to its constitution i do not blame the washing machine it could not let go it was belted on but if mary had had presence of mind she would have released her grasp when she found the strain was too much for the automobile but it is strange how differently the minds of male and female run as i watched the automobile disappear over the edge of the hill i said isabel i guess that ends that automobile but isabel said john i am afraid we have lost mary and yet that automobile and that pole were the last two in the world i should ever have suspected of running away with each other she came back later in the day 
but she did not say much she packed her trunk and took her wages and remarked a remark that sounded like the english word schneider translated into polish the washing machine did not return when millington came out to the fence that evening i told him that i was done with automobiling and that the automobile was probably mashed to flinders he had been looking bad but he brightened at the words john he said if that automobile is wrecked as badly as it should be after running wild with a tale of washing machines and schneiders in english i'll buy it back i'll give i'll give you five dollars for it he must have seen the eagerness in my eyes for he remarked quickly i'll give you two dollars and forty-five cents for it i'll take it i said instantly it is mine said millington and he handed over the money as soon as it was in my pocket i heard a rustling in the currant bushes at my left and mr prawley raised his head above them mother's well again he said i've come back end of chapter 12 recording by anusha ayer mumbai